If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. The Search Show. And that's on the wall, what you got? Tree nuts. Wild nuts. You got nuts on the wild, wild nuts? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you got nuts on your chest, what you got? Chestnuts. Chestnuts. If you got nuts on your chin, what you got? Chin nuts. You got chin a dick in your mouth. <laughs> all right so you know as always it's so funny how the clip of the week just resurfaced and it just won't go away um but i just every week i find something else that speaks to my soul the clip you just heard was a a family gathering generations and generations of women um and one of the the elders as iana likes to call them the queen mother mother the queen mother she was telling a joke to the other to her queen and to the princess and you know they love oh my god families to royalty for some reason but anyway it was generations you know telling and having jokes and family time around a dinner table and the eldest lady she said you know you got nuts on the wall what do you got and the lady said walnuts she said all right walnuts she said you got nuts on your chest what do you got and they said well well chestnuts and she said all right you got nuts on your chin what do you got and they said chin nuts she said uh you mean you got a dick in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) and this is a grandma which makes it fucking hysterical so much and it also (laughs) makes it legitimate and valuable (laughs) and so for that alone the hashtag this week is just stay present because that's what she was saying essentially (laughs) don't get it fucked up you know watch your back (laughs) don't think just because things have gone a certain way that they're gonna keep going that way be ready for change and pivot Mm. they just knew whatever she say just say that word and put nuts after it and that's the right answer well guess what (laughs) You wrong, okay? Because if you got nuts on your chin, sound like sucking dick to me. So with that being said, stay present. And uh, welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who wants a musty brain? None of us have, and none of us will. Friend, how you doing? I'm good. I wish we could name the title that. Sounds like you're yeah, sucking dick to me. <laughs> Sounds like sucking dick to me. Remember Azalea Banks, that clip of Azalea Banks uh, went viral where she was saying, smell like shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that? It's a clip of her. 
Azalea Banks. She's like, smell like shit to me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see. <laughs> yeah, it sound like sucking dick to me if you got nuts on your chin. Now, don't that sound now? You know, don't that sound what? <laughs> you know, like Joe, like a blowjob. That's what it sounds like. You know, shit, fellatio, Horatio, fellatio, baby. Wow, only two seconds in. Only two seconds Ooh. in. Wow, How man. what are a very timely lesson going into the holidays. We yeah. are goofy today. Ho, ho, ho. I feel like we all drank or smoked or something because everybody's goofy today which is good it's the holidays it's the holidays and you know and and this proves that there is a christmas spirit because i feel it okay (laughs) i don't know about nobody else but i feel it i have a different energy right now about this time of year i do too actually Um, you know yeah and it's not it's nothing we like that drake album nothing was the same you know what Mm. i'm saying everything is different so it's not like we've been going out to you know um shop in the stores and buy gifts and be in these crowded spaces bumping in everybody and you know this is a time where you just really have to be aware and conscious of what time it is you got to know what time it is and i feel the spirit baby it's a real thing if you touch me your fingers are sizzle because i feel it I'm telling <laughs> hey, y'all you. what's so something silly. what's something you would have been doing this time uh around this time last year mm. um I well, I had planned on having a huge like Christmas dinner party. I've been talking to y'all about yes, this shit for, for years, a minute. but I was going to do it this year for real, for real, like a big ass dinner party for all my friends. Mm. Um, but I didn't get to do that this year, so I don't know. I like doing themed, you know, events and stuff like that. So who knows? I, that's one thing that I was looking forward to. What about you, Fran? I would have been traveling. I, y'all mm. know I don't. I'm not really someone that celebrates holidays in the traditional sense. I like to create right. kind of my own little rituals when those times come. Right. So Christmas to me is a. T- I like going to other countries and seeing how they celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like that, you mm. know, when you go and like people have different uh, events, like festivals or light shows, and I think that's actually cool. I don't have anything against Christmas, but it's just not really my thing. But I do like seeing the lights, even in New York, when the lights they put the lights on the trees, and you and walk the Cartier store. Yeah, you walk uh. those miles, and it's just lights and lights and lights. I do love that. So traveling would have been my thing, but obviously with the way things are going, it's not much of an option. What you, about you, Asante Kringle? I was going to say, Fran took mine. Um, I'm not a Grinch, but I don't really... Like Christmas, Christmas isn't highly my thing, but I very much enjoy the kids. lights. It's for kids. Like, I love yeah, I walking around the city. Yeah, but, you know, there's still people that are, like, real festive. Like, outside of like, being a child... I, I know grown people that just love the, the, the spirit of or whatever it is. I don't like I Mariah Carey. Yeah, right. it's like Mariah. Like, it's Mariah Carey season. It's pumpkin spice season. For me, it's just... Oh, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love the lights and one thing that i really miss is going to the different neighborhoods like you know in harlem how they used to have the lights hanging uh above oh like the street God. lights yeah and then like even being by radio city and seeing that big ass tree like just the lights everywhere because new york already got enough damn lights but the holiday lights especially it's just something different and you know the rockets legs be cold <laughs> damn i wonder what the rockets is doing Feliz Navidad. They were at the uh, Thanksgiving. Where are they at the Thanksgiving? Something. I saw people on Twitter being like, "The Rockettes still got it." I was like, "Where are they?" (laughs) The one at the same event where they called the Zetas a diverse dance group. Oh my God! Yes. (laughs) Did you see that shit? I said, "Damn, Zetas, Zetas, we love you. Y'all didn't deserve that." (laughs) I was like, "What the fuck?" That happens when you don't have black people on your team. 
Diverse dance group. I said, Ooh. well, if you, I mean, is if it? If you had a I diverse, if you, <laughs> yeah, it was just all. It was all bad. It was all bad. But yes, yeah, so that's what we would have been doing. But otherwise, we're here. And we you know, are we're happy here. to be here. Yes. In our rooms. Welcome to the damn friend zone. So <laughs> just so everybody out there knows, you are not alone. Shane, do you guys have any announcements? I do not. Just thank you again for all the support to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams. Um, really appreciative of all the love we've been getting over there. And thank you as well for supporting this here show. And also, happy birthday to uh, Chris Morrow, the head of Loudspeakers Network. Hey. Yesterday was his birthday. Yeah, so happy birthday, happy Chris. Happy belated. Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and happy I, birthday, Nicki Minaj. Today, Nicki Minaj's birthday. Oh, Nicki she Minaj, is a Sagittarius. That's right. And I'm going to tell you something. You can feel how you want to feel, say what you want to say. And I may not have always been happy with things when it came to Nicki Minaj, but one thing you can't say is that she is not a good rapper. Nicki Minaj oh, can rap her never. ass off. She's yeah. a, a, an icon in music and in pop culture. And she literally changed the game and brought a light to female rap based solely on her talent and that is is so such a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment and she paved the way for a lot of people so i fuck with Nicki minaj i love Nicki minaj so <laughs> that's just where it is you let me win la, la you let me, let me slide <laughs> I, would, I love Nicki minaj i would like to you know just in the spirit of you know while we have this moment and i know i should just say this for the music man segment but i'm just saying this real quick Nikki, there's always an opportunity. And, you know, the, I feel like there are just so many girls coming out the woodwork and still so many girls shout Nikki out in their verses. There is just an opportunity there for Nikki to just put out a record and allow other girls to come on or have a bunch of girls out there. I mean, and she could just be like, I chose all the baddest bitches, you know, donned by me. I don't know. I, I don't want to write anything. Just putting out some intentions there for the Minaj. Because, and, and in <laughs> celebration of her birthday... In celebration of her birthday, give the Queen album another spin, an unbiased spin, because that album was shrouded in a lot of media controversy, and it didn't get um, the focus that it deserved. There's some good work on that Queen album by Nicki Minaj. Get that, play the Queen album by Nicki Minaj. I love Nicki Minaj. For that you, mean, Dustin, I don't love nobody else, I will. but I love Nicki Minaj, for real. <laughs> we can all say that. And that's like that video that little boy that said, Mickey Minaj, when he said the same name. La Miki, remember La Miki Minaj. <laughs> Happy birthday, Nicki. Happy birthday. Oh, that was sweet, Still Nikki, y'all. Real Nicki, Happy birthday, Nicki. Um, I did want to shout out you guys, I got highlighted by Business Insider. Friend! Francesca! Isn't that so grown and just That's sexy bomb. and fly? Yes! Yeah, so Friend, my co- congratulations. Thank you. The Hey Friend Hey brand was, which is so weird to say, because it's like, this is our imagination that we just like pushed forward. This is levels right here. Friend. You know, anchored levels. down and then I'm being highlighted by Business Insider which is wonderful uh, for my what a business. compliment. Yeah, for my business acumen and just highlighting the 12 years of how I structured what I do and turned it into a business and just, it was so lit and I'm highlighted with nine other black women that are killing the game in the wellness field and yes. I just love that. Right? I'm so proud of you, friend. Thank that is you. incredible. Incredible. So I'll post a link um, and of course it's on my Twitter and everything. I'm sure some of you already saw it because I retweeted it. Shout out to Black Girl and Ohm. 
they actually posted it and had it circulating and showed me hella love. So I was thankful to see Incredible. that. Incredible. Yay. Friend, you got to print that out that. and get it framed and matted on your wall. Right? Yes. That's so true. In that's definitely office, one yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you to Business Insider for the shout. That was, <laughs> that's so always. dope. <laughs> I feel like a little kid. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's like grown people stuff. <laughs> yes, that's so dope, yes. friend. So but you dope. know what? I am a really great businesswoman. So yes, I you know, are a businesswoman. Y'all, yes. Right. Yes, like, I can are. say that <laughs> confidently. Yes. Yes, you I might can. not be the loudest in the room, but my business is solid. So that was nice to be highlighted for that. Because I feel like we get highlighted like, oh wellness women killing the game and it's mm-hmm. like okay but it was like nice to have them delve a little bit deeper into when how we do what we do your business acumen okay come on you know so that was Look, cool <laughs> friend that's wonderful and that's you the are shit. the light in the room like that guy that was um on the beta episode of nini's new talk show the read oh session God. that she wants to make <laughs> what he say? if you're looking for the light brightest in the room then i'm the light in the room <laughs> If you're looking for the light in the room, then I'm the brightest. Just know I'm the brightest in the room. That's you, that's you, friend. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. So, and thank you to Business Insider. Are y'all ready to jump in? Yeah, let's go on and do that. Mm-hmm. So, our friend, did y'all see that our friend, Nicole Larios, I be calling her Larios like she's Latina. It's <laughs> Larios. <laughs> We like Nicole Larios. Did, did I miss the memo? She didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> right, Larios. Um, Nicole Larios has a new company, speaking of business acumen and black women, called Plentiful Brows. Have y'all seen her Ooh, new drop? Yes. Ooh, go ahead, Nikki. Yes. Yes. This is our sister, so we're very excited yes. to be putting... This is family, y'all. Family, like bam. real deal family, like from the heart. So... Plentiful mm-hmm. Brows, if you want to check it out, you can actually go to the Instagram because that's where she's been doing videos. You can see her speak. And the Instagram is Plentiful Brows. That's P-L-E-N-T-Y-F-U-L-L-B-R-O-W-S. And then the website. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? The website is Plentiful Brows. It's P-L-E-N-T-Y-F-U-L-L with a dash browse b-r-o-w-s dot my shopify.com but if you go to the instagram you can click straight from the bio and it'll take you straight to the site she has eyebrow pencils she's an incredible makeup artist she does she's who did crystal's makeup whenever you would see crystal at events Mm -hmm. she's the one that had her hooked up super beautiful she's incredible at what she does um and she has her own line of eyebrow pencils and an eyebrow gel. Right now, there are four colors that you can choose from. There's a dark brown, an ash brown, there's chocolate. So something for everyone. Definitely support. They're affordable, too. The eyebrow gel is $14. The eyebrow pencil is $19. Definitely check that out. Support our sister. Congratulations to Plentiful Brows. It's the good stuff, y'all. Yeah, right? I have y'all here looking like T-Bys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just playing, but her, her, I'm proud of Nikki. I love her, and this. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with her eyebrows? Friend, don't please. I won't. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. I don't even want to Google. I don't want to check. 
Yes, and Nikki is a professional. She's Shout certified. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing, and she will just be hooking you all the way up. Not only can she be the face, she can sing her oh ass God. off too. So just yes. know that she is multi. Oh my she's, God! Yes, she's creative. Dope. What? She's just dope. All, all the around, way around talent, right? Yes. So we had to highlight her, blow up her, blow up the site, y'all. Buy her up. She deserves. That's our sister, and we're so happy to support and amplify your new company. Once again, that's Plentiful Brows. Check her out, and shout out to Nicole Larios. My homie. Right? Are y'all ready for the recap? Yes, I am. So on last week's episode titled Upper Crust Cocktails, it was a Dustin <laughs> Ross takeover where we discussed what were they what were they calling it? Brunch gate or twerk gate? Both. Both. <laughs> and the, right? and the, the restaurant looked like at the inside of the A loft. OMG at the True Kitchen and Cocktails (laughs) Restaurant in Dallas, Texas. Anything you want to add, Dustin, for those who may not have caught the episode? Yeah, stay the hell out of True Kitchen. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Um, But no, it was just a great discussion just about the the huge conversation surrounding the business owner's decision to address all of his guests at once in a very um, casual manner. Um, mm. more than one would expect, and also the respectability. Oh my God, the respectability <laughs> politics that came into play, um, and just the general P on V about it, behavior being acceptable and policing behavior. So it really was a conversation about some bullshit, but it became such an elevated conversation that just took off at like a fever pitch. So I, f- I felt like we had to talk about it. We That's sure it. did. And those mm-hmm. of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, I dipped into those SoundCloud streets, Fran. Hopefully I didn't swerve all in the ex- all in the excursion on your lane. Um, <clears throat> no. I, I chose Black Unicorn 1. And uh, speaking of lifted, Black Unicorn 1's comment says, The procedure that Flex got is called Air Sculpt. There's no anesthesia or stitches. They just numb the skin and suck the fat. Mm. Everyone is awake in downtime 24 to 48 hours. So wow, bro. <laughs> I just, you know, we talked about a lot of mess last week. So I just remembered, wow, we did talk about flex and that happening. And I remember thinking back to myself, oh, that did happen in real life. That was not a joke. So, <laughs> you know, this upper crust cocktails, you know, that is it should not have been a real thing. Flex should not have been a real thing. So last week was just crazy. Great well, here comment. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Friend, what did you find? Have you in, are you in those SoundCloud streets as well? No, I actually tipped into Dustin's Twitter streets this week. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey friend. So for Devin's <laughs> sake, said what happened? And this is in regards to True Kitchen and Cocktail. What happened? I can't help but think that the girls weren't IG model-esque. People will cheer for a cute ratchet, but don't want to see a big girl bounce. And we did get a lot of messages along the same lines of thinking that he was fat shaming and that if it had been Mm. some IG baddie who had gotten up there twerking, you know, then it would have probably been a different response and people would have responded differently as a whole on the Internet. We did get a lot of messages saying that. So I wanted to highlight that perspective, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, something to think about. Dustin Ross, what'd you find in your Twitter streets? Well, before I get there, I just want to say he fucked up. 
Okay, he shouldn't Period. have said that. He shouldn't have done that, and that's just what it was. And I don't give a damn what nobody say to me. Me and my brother have been going back and forth about this for all damn week <laughs> about what exactly that we both acknowledge there was a problem there, but just mm. pinpointing what the problem was is what we've been in debate over. So I'm just over it. Okay, she ought to be called Lion Kitchen and Cocktails. Anyway. <laughs> So I found a couple things in the Twitter streets this week. Um, you know, that's my favorite place to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, that's what it is. Shout out to Comely Momo at C-O-M-E-L-Y underscore M-O-M-O, who said, I'm doing my therapy notes. And as I was typing, look at Dustin was correct. My client straight started therapy, started nursing school, and is coming up with a long-term strategy to leave her relationship with all these like laughing emojis. <laughs> so the I fact told that this is again, proving true week after week is extra funny. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you, you know, it is really, really funny. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the New York Times who said that MSNBC named Rashida Jones a senior editorial executive as its president. She will hey. become the highest ranking black woman in the TV news industry now. Go ahead. Shout out to Sister Rashida Jones, okay? Or excuse me, President Rashida Jones, okay? President of MSNBC. That's huge lit. appointment. Huge, um, um, huge just, just ranking for a woman to have in business in general, but especially in the television news industry. Amen. Now. Before we take a step further, how many of us thought that they was talking about Quincy Jones' daughter? Well, when I saw the tweet, her picture was attached, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't fall for it. So Wait, I didn't so. know. So I'm reading this article. I'm like, I'm just learning Damn, this right I'm now. Like, she's really talented, but I like, wow, you know, like this Levels. move across the internet. I'm just like, whoa, you know, like, oh god, you know, like, Wait. I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you I must have Googled this right now. I just learned this right now. I just learned this right now. I said, I said, no. well, slap me, slap me on the ass and call me a newborn because I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? I said, I, it was only, I just only knew, you know, it's kind of like that Vanessa Williams, Vanessa L. Williams thing. It's like, if, if you know, you know, like once you get in, you get in. But I didn't know. So shout out to her sister, Rashida Jones. Listen to me. You're doing great things you have done some otherworldly things and this move is monumental in your industry and in history period but i thought you was quincy jones baby no but the I funniest did. was the fact that her I picture did. was attached to the article and people were still in the comments still, like, yeah. that ain't what she looked like <laughs> because when you see an article you know and you see rashida jones she did. i just knew i said rashida jones a bad motherfucker i said <laughs> I didn't. That sister is bad. I didn't I have mean, no picture. Really, I was impressed. I didn't. See I had no, no idea. I'm just now learning this. I didn't have no picture attached yo, to my tweet. Imagine how many people reached out to her too to uh, be like, "Yo, you been you calling Kadada? Yeah, yes. <laughs> they calling Kadada? Hell, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Girl, your shit. sister is out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so mad. But shout out to the real Rashida Jones. The, oh, well, that yeah. Rashida Jones. That Rashida Jones. Not the real The president one. of MSNBC. <laughs> shout out to her. Because I thought she was Quincy, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's spelled the same way in everything. You know? That's the name uh, of this week's episode. Woo! 
Quincy baby. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought it was Quincy baby. Shit, we ain't said Rashida Jones. Ooh. How many Rashida Jones you know? I only know that one. Now, though, if you ask me that question, I have to say two. Because uh. I know the president of MSNBC is this Rashida Jones. But I you, thought she was the other Rashida Jones, Quincy baby. You remember on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood when Hazel said, I, this is my town. And uh, who was a Marcus? He was like, must be two L, uh, two Hollywood, yeah, must be two LA, uh, three, yeah. four, <laughs> like, must be two Rashida Jones, must be two Rashida like, Jones. I'm telling you, I was just like, oh man, I couldn't believe Ooh. that she was named the president of fucking MSNBC <sighs> at the huge television news titan. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the fucking president i'm like rashida jones this is incredible i was oh, so God. happy for her and i'm still happy for Rashida, sister rashida jones like, the president of msnbc but i, I thought she was quincy baby hurting, but i didn't understand why didn't you i was think just that like was quincy baby when you seen I the did, name i did i thought it was i thought it was her and i was just like you know i don't know why she's doing msnbc maybe but, like, but what's so like <laughs> like cool. grown girl you know yeah. what i'm saying like I am impressed you didn't knock my socks off. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, that is such a good move. Like, I would wow. hate that for somebody to get news like that and have my name and then everybody's like, oh, it wasn't you? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a letdown. all day. Like, girl, like, oh, well, damn. you know, you still killing it. It's, all, it's, it's cool. <laughs> Every time you hang up the phone, you hear the beginning of that Gwen Stefani song. What an amazing time. <laughs> What a family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Shout out to shout out to Rashida. That's it. I ain't gonna say no more tweets. That's the only one that matter right there. That one was the one. The one that I thought was about Quincy Baby. Oh my God. Hey HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So this week's episode is Asante's, Asante Smith Takeover. So you go ahead and tell us what we're getting into today. We're going blind. We're going cold. <laughs> like like Beyonce and Cadillac Records. I'd rather go blind. <laughs> well. I just snorted. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Urkel. Do it. Come on, Asante. <laughs> He tried. I, he tried. I, I, I really like. I really have to bring myself down to do this because you know we're getting into something a little not serious per se, but you know I will give you some trigger warnings ahead of time. Uh-oh. This is going to be this is going to be a a semi crime zone, if you Ooh. will. You know, 
we didn't do no crime zone this year um I ain't really did the crime zone, so y'all got to really this is, bear yeah, with me. Yeah, this could know. be your first jump in. Come this, on, this is this mm-hmm. is my first. This is like my initial foray into the crime zone. Yeah, come um, on, baby, <clears throat> light my fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, please, you know, light the fire. Come in close. I was looking far, searching far and wide for some stories. I just happened upon some things because it was the holiday season, and um, I know everyone out there listening is familiar with unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Y'all know they. I was about to say that used to freak me out as a child. I still Hell don't yeah, like it. Because it would come on at night. So scary. Yeah. That'd definitely have you looking from side to side. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, uh-uh. Well, they brought, you know, Unsolved Mysteries is back and it's on Netflix. It's uh, Volume 2 came out earlier this year. And thank God, you know, since we were just talking about that music, that that music is not still on the show. They just get right to oh, it. Oh, that's not cool. Why didn't they keep that? That's like the best <laughs> right, part I want of the, the music. show. We <laughs> had to go through that shit. So why don't the new people have to go through it? <laughs> Probably some licensing it, issues. Who knows? Well, that and plus, you know, the new people going to hit skip intro anyway. So true. Disable it. <laughs> I ain't disabled no skip intro. You need skip intro music. every time. So anyway, this is going to be spoiler alert. Um, there are going to be some trigger warnings here. I'm going to try to, I don't want to say lightly touch on them because I, I don't want to also, you know, make light of situations, but I don't want to harp too much on the heavy stuff. So please excuse me if you feel like I'm going too fast over some things. I just don't like being traumatized. So I just want to kind of get oh over boy. some things to get to it. <clears throat> But I will be spoiling um, episode, season two, episode three. Friend, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix yet? I watched the first season. I think I watched a couple episodes. I'm not sure how many I got into. But honestly, okay. I, I wasn't into it. it you know what's crazy? Me. That first season, I wasn't into it either. Like, I remember watching that yeah. one last year. But then when the second season came out, I didn't really watch it because I was like, well, the first season didn't do nothing for me. So right. I didn't really care didn't about this one. It didn't catch me. But I went back and I watched a, f- a few of those episodes and I was like, well, damn, like there was actually some shit for me in this one because, you know, they had like a UFO episode and I was oh. going to talk about that one. And I should have, you know, because then the aliens came out. Anyway, I decided to go another way because uh, this one is about a death row fugitive. OK. So like Suge Knight. Well, this is th- this is a like fugitive. somebody from that label. <laughs> no. N- no. The label, the record label? D- not not the label. Okay, not the label. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were Shug talking about Suge Knight now. You know Suge Knight's son. <laughs> you know Suge Knight's son is on reality TV right now. What son? What show? Suge Knight's son. Damn, I'm so mad I just blanked. Suge Knight's son is on um there's a VH1 uh house show. One? Oh, no, no, it's it's like you know how they got Black Ink Crew, and so now this is like their the uh, house oh, version. Oh, Love of and Listings or Love something Love and like Listings. That. Yeah. that nigga is on there, and in the first season they Love kept clowning him. Love and Listings. I really thought you were trolling, Dustin. <laughs> no, I'm, that's a that's a working title, honey. Friend on ice. Wow. No, Love <laughs> and Listings. I put that on Biden Harris. Love and Listings is the name of the show. Love and now, Listings. Okay. Um. Well, good. Good for his son. That's good. How's he it doing is good on the for, show? Is he, know, good, is he a good personality on the show? 
sometimes. Last season, they was clowning him. He kept making this whole random big deal about Tupac still being alive. And then they Uh-oh. was like, well, you know, ask Shuggy, because they call him Shuggy. They're ask Shuggy. Uh, you know, he, he's going to want, he's out there chilling Tupac. And like, they just be clowning him. And I just be like, damn, nigga, like, come on, get it together. Anyway, like, yeah, you got to watch it. It's a mess. Well, that's funny, though. You know? <laughs> no, it is funny. That, that's what I'm saying. Love and Listings, there, there are some things on there. There are some some characters there. So Okay, well, I'm going to watch, but I wouldn't fuck with one of the Suge Knight kids if I was there. <laughs> out of Look, Lisa Ray voice <laughs> at all. Okay, <laughs> that's Suge Knight. You know, that's a whole other type of conversation right there. Like, you got Suge Knight after you, or right now he's locked up. But at a certain so, time, having Suge Knight on your ass was really not what you wanted, okay? So to answer your question, yes, but no. Yes, de- like Death Row, like Suge Knight, but no, not his label. Okay, <clears throat> so this is like real people that's actually facing a death sentence. Yeah, or the yes. death penalty. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, correct. You are correct, sir. So okay. I will start this off by giving you um, a little background, which I typed out because, <laughs> you know, this is serious to me. Sorry for laughing. Well, I mean, Fred just did the exact you saw, same that was thing funny. at the same time. <laughs> we both bought up our fist and put our chin on our fist at the same time. We are so old. Ah. <laughs> y- y- y'all got in. I-, I appreciate it. Y'all really just like tap, uh, uh, tapped in. <laughs> yep. No, I can't right. do it without laughing. Because I'm, I'm trying not to do my my true crime voice, but I but I did no, type this out like. No, you have to. You have. Well, to. I did a true crime style semi. I was like, well, let me give this like a little something. <clears throat> On November 14th, 1965, in Mansfield, Ohio, I'm already scared a little bit. I ain't, I ain't <laughs> even gonna fight. It's dark outside. <laughs> I know it's just that it's just scary already, and I'm uncomfortable. Go I'm ahead. I'm so excited. I have my blanket. Damn, I wish I had some hot chocolate. Go ahead. Girl, I got a blunt for you. No, I'm just playing. I mean. <laughs> On November 14th, 1965, in Mansfield, Ohio, Mary Ellen Denier, only 14 years old, and her younger sister, Brenda, who was 12 at the time, were at home completing their chores. They were two of seven kids washing all the household's laundry, which then left them with wet clothes because the dryer was broken. Even though it was nighttime, the two young girls took a cab to a laundromat nearby, which seemed okay, safe enough. Okay, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> seven kids, nighttime. They, they two of uh, seven. A 12-year-old and a 14-year-old, and they taking cabs to the laundromat. Where are the fucking parents already? Already, so, where the parents. Well, you at. know things were different back then. Yeah, and and plus, you know, it, it was uh. Yeah, they, worse. Shit. <laughs> they have no technology to catch the motherfucker that did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now at least they got forensics and shit. Back then, you died. It was just oh well, that motherfucker did. If ain't nobody see it, then let's just move on as a country. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was back. Not then. as a country. Go ahead, Asante. Where are the parents? So they were two of seven and. They were literally just doing their chores as they usually do. You know, the boys had to do, you know, like mop the floors and take out the garbage. Women doing, you know, kitchen work, laundry, that sort of thing. So they were just doing their share of chores at the time. So it wasn't life. And with that, um, the only reason that they thought it was safe to go to the laundromat, you know, out on their own, as opposed to even bothering their mom was because the laundromat that they went to was right next door to their grandmother's house. So, you know, if anything happened, they just figured they could just go right next door to the grandmother's house. How, it's going to take her. You know how long it's going to take her to get to the door. <laughs> well, 
they make their way to the I'm laundry saying. and they begin drying the clothes. Eventually, while drying the clothes, they run out of change. And the laundromat that they were at also didn't have any change. So Mary Ellen left her sister Brenda to go get change from another laundromat nearby. They say that the oh, laundromat gosh. was only a five-minute walk. After a while had gone by, Mary Ellen hadn't returned. So Brenda oh, no. went to her grandmother's house to explain what happened. The grandmother told her to stay where she was, and she went out to look for Mary Ellen, only to walk down the street and see flashing lights. So she walked so up you on a- lose a child. And then leave one home by themselves <laughs> to go look for the other one. Where Got where it. where okay. are we? What city is this? Man, Mansfield, Mansfield Ohio. 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 Okay, no shade. <laughs> so Sound like Ohio, the way they say in peace out to all these children every five minutes. Go ahead. So Mary Ellen, uh, her grandmother, when she was out looking for her, she walked up on a crime scene and flashing lights, and she looked out and she saw Mary Ellen's body lying on the ground. Oh God. No. Mary Ellen had been shot. Didn't see that coming. Twice. <laughs> Just, wow. In the five minutes that it took her to walk to the other laundromat, she was shot. A 12-year-old. Uh, uh, no, the 14-year-old. The 12-year-old was Brenda. The 14-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Shit. So I'm literally sitting there watching this shit. And all the questions that you're asking, Dustin, like, where are the parents? Like... They brought up the grandmother, you know, going out looking and all that stuff. But they didn't even say, like, you know, the mom was working late or, you know, the relationship between the family. Because I was sitting there wondering. I was like, well, damn, if it was 70, y'all, like, a brother didn't go with y'all to protect or anything. But, you know, obviously, you never know what people feel like they can take or how safe people felt like neighborhoods were at the time. Like, it's hard to take all that into account, especially with it having been in the 60s. But I was sitting there asking myself some of the same questions. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm but assuming honestly, they was the two oldest. But probably. But honestly, how many times have you seen kids walking outside <laughs> or chilling or even commuting on the train to school? Like, and you know, they got a long ass <clears throat> commute and they'd be looking hella young. Like, yep. you know, I told y'all when I, I was young, common. Mm-hmm. I told y'all what? when I was young, I used to run away from home. Like, and I thank God every day that oh, nothing yeah. happened to me or, you know, I don't remember, but, you know, just thank God that nothing happened to me. So reading this back, I was like, damn, like. She actually was going to do something. Whereas when I was young, I used to just get up and leave the house in the middle of the night. I don't even know why or what. She oh was God. being responsible for doing laundry and some shit happened to her. The damn laundromat didn't have no no more coins. I used to want to run away when I was little too, but I never had that stick with the red and white polka dot scarf thing on the end of it because you put all your shit in. Where you would you hang know? the stuff on the back? Yeah, on your shoulder. To me, you had to have that. To yeah, run away. I never that understood never that though because I remember, not because I was trying to run away, but I remember trying <laughs> uh, to make trying one. To t- <laughs> I tried to make one and I, was, and I was like, don't nothing fit in this shit. You can't. Yeah, can't. like what the fuck? Like, what are you supposed to take but if this baby, is all you're taking? As a child, I thought I could put all of my everything. I Everything you've ever owned in a damn hell yeah. blanket wrapped on a stick. These movies, the shit they come thing, up with. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, so I was like, well, I ain't. If I can't do it right, damn it, I ain't doing it at all. You know. So that was it. <laughs> we are so random. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so uh, Mary Ellen, she'd been found shot twice, and. At the crime scene, police actually found shells. So they were able to determine the type of gun based off the evidence. And after investigating local gun and hardware stores, they managed to track down the name of its owner, Lester Mm. Eubanks. Lester was a Mansfield native who was arrested twice previously for sex offenses 
and was out on bond for a previous rape attempt charge. Jesus. Uh, the charge was assault with intent of rape. When picked up and interviewed by police, Lester Eubanks confessed to killing her. He shot wow. her twice, running off after firing the second shot. Later on, after he went home and changed clothes, he returned to the scene where he where Mary Ellen was still barely alive. He took a brick from the alley to end her pain and then proceeded downtown to go dancing. Wait, what? Took a brick to end her pain. So Lester Eubanks was picked up by police and they pulled him in for questioning Jesus and he Christ. literally confessed to doing it. Um, the reason that they picked him up is because um, when they found the gun and then they found the name, there were there was a, a an informant that they found and the, the informant said that he saw uh, he witnessed Lester Eubanks fleeing the scene. And so that's that gave them cause to go pick him up. And so when they picked up Lester Eubanks, he just he immediately confessed. He said he saw her walking. Um, he attempted to sexually abuse her, uh, sexually assault her rather. And um, she screamed and made noise. And that's when he pulled the gun out on her and shot her twice. And then he went home after the second shot because I guess he was startled. And he thought he was going to get caught. And um, <clears throat> he had already made plans or was in the middle of his plans of going to uh, go downtown <clears throat> dancing with some friends. And so on his way back downtown after committing such a heinous act, uh, he saw that she was still alive and proceeded and took a brick from an alley and, and took her life. That's insane. And then it was dancing. very insane. It was very insane. And um, what makes it even worse is because uh, this happened November of 1965, but everything went to trial. And in May 1966, Lester Eubanks was convicted and sentenced uh, to death. But what's interesting in the most heinous of ways is that he didn't have a defense. He literally got up on the stand, testified all over again, and told the story all over again. Like, it's almost like he was proud of himself for doing such a terrible thing. And it, it sucks because, A, he shouldn't have been out. Um, he was out on bail for a, previ a previous sex, sex offense, and it wasn't, it was, uh, I think it was his second or third offense at that time. So the fact that he was even out on the street to do something so crazy was insane so this is like one of the first <clears throat> like this is one of the first moments i'm watching this shit and i had to like really stop and say like there's some fucked up people in the world and that there's some like fucked up things happening with our system because the fact that this man was just kind of <coughs> paraded around in the system or allowed to kind of carelessly flow in the system and be let out on bail to commit an this act it's like it's careless and it doesn't make any sense to me. It reminds me of um do y'all remember the Madeline McCain or McCann story where it was like a a group of parents that all you know how parents <clears throat> and married couples when they all hang with other married couples and so they decided to all travel together. They all went to Portugal for like a trip and I guess the parents wanted, you know, they wanted to be able to chill too, like and have dinner and go out for drinks. So they picked this restaurant that was like down the block from the resort where they were staying. And then they each parent, which is kind of wild to think about. But I mean, you know, I guess when you want to party, you do what you got to do. They each parent would go in 15 minute increments and check on all the children that were back at the <laughs> resort by themselves sleeping. 
because it was late at night. So they put all the kids to sleep. I think it was like 12 different kids and the parents were at this restaurant and then they decided like every 15 minutes, one parent would go check on all the kids, make sure everybody was still asleep. Nobody was crying. Nobody was running around. <laughs> I really wish people could see y'all's faces. <laughs> like. Is that so, not the craziest shit? But I mean, you know, we're also not parents. literally dumb. <laughs> just dumb. It's just straight up dumb. What a dumb idea dumb it made sense to them and then until one of the moms when it was her turn when she went to check it was her own kid that was not in the bed and the door to the i think like the terrace door was wide open like someone had come in through the baby rooms the baby's terrace and along the lines in a foreign goddamn country in portugal right i think they were from the uk the family um and it's very similar to the story you're telling, Asante. It turned out to be a sex offender who was out for whatever reason. He had a long record, which to me was surprising he was even out. But, you know, when you're white, things are different for you. Because he had mm-hmm. raped like a 70-something-year-old lady. He had, raped a, he had raped another little girl on a similar resort with her parents. So this was just his his mode of operation and he happened to be watching this was scary he was watching the parents having that setup of coming every 15 minutes and it gave him that 15 minute window to snatch her up and take her and so it's just crazy to me when you hear these cases because it's usually someone that should not even be out you know yeah it's not roaming around so that's sad that that little girl, five minutes, and this is the same thing. In 15 minutes, their yeah. whole world changed. And with this little girl, in five minutes of her going from one laundromat to the other one, shit just got wrecked. It's crazy to me. I just don't understand this amount of carelessness in the legal system. Because, you know, it seems like when you go to trial and jail and stuff, people being so like, your life is over. You know what I'm saying? So just to hear that people are just so like, passe about a rapist and she's just like what like yeah like i I haven't heard of people just i guess accidentally being released but in my mind i guess it would be i don't want to say okay but it would make sense if it was like a traffic ticket or something like okay i guess someone got careless about this because you know it was speeding but then if it's like dui it's like well now wait a minute hold on like how are you not paying attention here you know i don't know i just all that's really like odd to me But um, I guess this is going to shed a little light on Eubanks' personality to the type of person he is. Um, so after the trial, after he told the story all over again, basically he was um, sent to Ohio State Penitentiary. And he was, oh yeah, he was uh, convicted by his peers. So he was sentenced to, to um, death row. It, back then, he was going to get the chair. Damn. They were, they were going to electrocute his ass. So he was at the Ohio State Penitentiary and his execution was pushed back three times. Why? For reasons unknown. So white privilege. Right. Who who is he connected with? Oh, I didn't even tell y'all. Lester's black. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) My bad, (laughs) y'all. Well, it would have been. Lester Lester is black. Joke's on us. Lester is an African-American male. Lester. Lester Eubanks. The fuck are you Sound doing? Rec- oh my god. 
Yeah. Okay, so come on, let's move this past however the past this shit we can go. Cause I just like All right, so his shit got pushed back three times. Um in 1972, because remember that was 1966 when he first, you know, got convicted. But in 1972, the Supreme Court real uh ruled the death penalty unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. They abolished it, reverting Eubanks conviction to a life sentence. So he went from going to from being on death row to now he's just in general population. Is he still alive? Yeah. Holy shit, Lester. (laughs) He he's he's definitely a lifer. Do y'all believe in the death penalty? Hell yeah. (laughs) Um hell yeah. I don't. Some people deserve it. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I struggle with it because I genuinely do feel like, and I know it's hard to say, but I feel like some people do deserve it. Like they deserve to die. Because that shit is just so dark. But don't that you bad. think, but don't you think it's like better for them to live out their whole life thinking about what they did? No, I want you to have that fear that you only know if your ass is finna get fried. I want you to feel that horrible, however bad that must feel, depending on what you did. Now, the fact that it exists means that there needs to be some very um, defined and established grounds surrounding certain cases and and, and, and who gets the fucking death penalty. Mm-hmm. But some people, you murdering kids and fucking on kids and shit and doing all that kind of stuff, it, fry them. Put them in the air fryer. Yes. Not the air fryer, Lord. You know, it's interesting, too, because while he was on death row... Um, back then, it wasn't uncommon for inmates on death row to be able to do little things to pass the time. So he was—he uh, became an artist. Lester Eubanks was passing wow. the time on death row, doing oil paintings, and um, he actually became quite good. You know, they, one of the investigators that they were interviewing, or I guess he's one of the prosecutors on the case, he actually is t- telling the story of Lester, and he stops to say he's like, he actually, you know, did really good. He had good work, but, you know, he was him. And so I just thought it was interesting that even this person who showed so much disdain for Lester, like had to take a moment to talk about how talented he was. That kind of spoke even more volumes to me, the type of person that this man was, because they talk about um, they talk about how Lester was a bit charming, if you will. So once he got released out into general population, he became well liked by the other uh, fucking guards and shit like they interviewed. Um, what jail was that? Because every jail I ever heard of, you do something to some fucking kids. That's oh, your ass yeah. once you get back there. Every day. So I don't know where he This must have been at one of them camps. They must have had his ass somewhere where they sent Martha Stewart in them or whatever, or Lori Laughlin. You know what I'm saying? He, they must have put his ass in one of them facilities. I don't know. They keep saying or making note to really tell you that he was a talker. Like, I guess they're trying to tell you that, like, if he ended up in some shit, he knew how to get, maneuver his way out of it. Like he was a finesser and him becoming liked by all of the the inmates. I mean, the guards, rather, that was part of the finesse, because um, while becoming while he made nice with the guards, he became likable enough for them to let him go into a program that they were doing. Um, Fran, you've seen 60 Days In. I have. Uh, Dustin. And the only reason I'm I'm bringing up 60 Days In is because on 60 Days In, right, you know, it's the people that they volunteer to get locked up. 
Okay, which I mean, first off, something wrong with everybody that's on the show, <laughs> right? We we gonna skip okay. past all that because you know why did because you do this? What the fuck? Right. So one of the people, or you know, while some of the people were locked up, they noticed that the inmates were smoking, and they were trying to figure out like how they got the uh, the lighter in, and it was because the trustees. So basically, what the trustees were, where they were other inmates that were uh, given privileges, they were allowed to. Um, you know, file out other inmates for certain things or, you know, do a little extra work um, on cer- certain uh, some prisons are a little bit bigger. So they were able to drive from, you know, one facility to another without um, other officers present. So trustees were given a lot of leeway to do stuff uh, normally behind bars. They were allowed to do a lot of stuff. But then there were also programs that allowed prisoners to leave the premises for certain oh, things. Shit. Uh, one of those things, they showed a clip of Eubanks at a motherfucking art show. Like, what? the nigga was selling his fucking, like, they showed him hugged up with, or uh, handshaking with two white women. Like, they had no idea what he did. They just knew him as this artist. And he, meanwhile, he's serving out his life sentence. So wow. he was uh, allowed to go peddle his art or do whatever else. <sighs> they thought that this program, um, it was going to help inmates it was designed to have inmates rewarded for good behavior, helping to control the population, as well as incentivizing good conduct. Now, I'm going to fast forward you right now. We're going to fast forward to 1973. December 7th, Lester Eubanks, along with four other inmates, were allowed to go on a trip where they were allowed to Christmas shop. They were allowed to go shopping in a mall for two to three hours without the guard. So they, they pulled up to a shopping mall. They was in plain clothes. Wow. You got two hours, meet back here. Four hours later, everybody met back. Except Lester. Oh boy. Once again, no. <laughs> You're kidding me. Wow. I just want to know why niggas in jail need to go <laughs> Christmas shopping at the mall? Like, and not even just niggas in jail, but like this nigga's been on death row for years already. Or like he's been locked up for years at this point. So it's not like there's a pressing party or something he gotta be at. Like, I just I couldn't understand why he was allowed to like why they were allowed to do this. Like, like I said, go ahead, Fran. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is once again, this is reminding me of an episode I listened to years ago of Invisibilia. I believe it was Invisibilia. Either that or Hidden Brain, but I think it was Invisibilia. An NPR podcast um, where they get into the psychology of human behavior, you know, and there was an episode about this, about a rehabilitation program for those incarcerated and there was a man who had committed a horrible crime as well when he was younger and many years had passed he had been part of a rehab program similar to that where they had trustees and good behavior and changed behavior most importantly and you know he had shown and demonstrated that he was remorseful and had really sat with his actions and and you know they basically they're acknowledging that he was rehabilitated but he was saying how how can you rehabilitate from these mistakes if people will always view you as that 
you know, like, and mm. so it was, that's why I get torn when I hear things like this because it's, I get it. you know, like, I get it. Murdering someone is a little bigger than a mistake. <laughs> like, that's big. It's not like, oh, I cheated on you. It was a mistake. You know, it's like, I murdered a human being. So I get the gravity of that and not be, especially if it was done to someone we love or someone we're close to. But there is that question. When, when is the person allowed to be viewed differently? You know, will they always be this story? Can a person, <laughs> I really wish y'all could see their faces. Can a person be allowed to change their life and then also be perceived as such? Is that Depends allowed? Depends on what you did. Depends on what you did. Friend, you sound very, very much like uh, Lester's father, who we're going to like double back towards the end of this. Uh-huh. But... Because uh, look at the I, prisoners that did come back. Right. And you so know? I see what you're saying. And that's why, like, I had to wonder to myself why Christmas shopping, like, maybe was it because, you know, they are locked up forever. So they were showing them, uh, they were trying to give them a chance to, you know, see this is what you're missing. So, you know, yeah. this is Some a reason humanity. to. They're yeah, so like, up all day. Well, outside of humanity, but this is also a reason to consider keeping someone alive for life. You know, let them out every once in a while to show them that they're not going to get this for a while longer, I guess. Or, you know, try to give them some sort of semblance of, you know, their humanity to hold on to. Whatever the reason, I just was really sitting there wondering, like, why holiday shopping? <laughs> like, it wasn't no, it, well, I guess it can't be no fake interviews because they can't go get a job since they're going to be locked up forever. But, like, I guess that's why I was so confused. I'm like, why are y'all letting them go shop? And you're not, like, even there holding their hands or, or doing anything or at the time, I guess they didn't have the technology to tag them, but I, I just was so confuzzled, but I see what you're saying. And you bring up some very, very good points. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, everyone came back except for Lester and you know, Lester got away. No one knows how he escaped, but there is speculation that he planned ahead and he had help. They definitely, Tam. <laughs> they he went from having uh, like one visitor a month for pretty much a year to almost getting visitors weekly, and then and leading up to this trip. So at that, at him, you know, seeing whoever he's seeing, trying to line it up for whenever he's going to escape. At that, on top of the fact that th they've already noted several times during this episode that the the guards like him and or he he's been likable, like. Any, he could have had any type of help to escape in this situation. Like, he literally could have joked his way out and been like, so you know I'm not coming back. And then the guard been like, yeah, okay. And then, like, really not come back or something. Like, like he literally could have bluffed them out of it. And I'm just really sitting here thinking to myself, like, this is crazy that this man was able to do this. Like, like this man, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting just wrapped up in the same thing. Because it just, it's like a wall I hit every time I just get to that one part of, like, I can't believe he escaped. So he escaped and they actually, he'd been missing for a very, very long time. Um, I'm sorry. I said he had been, he is still missing. Um, wow. Okay. He is 75 years old today. Like, wow. and, and, and still on the run. Uh, years ago, I want to say back in, uh, excuse me, I should have had this pulled up. I want to say back in the 90s, mid to late 90s, someone actually thought to themselves, you know, whatever happened to Lester Eubanks, and they looked up his name, 
they typed it out in the system and they actually learned that there wasn't any, there were no papers. There was no warrant issued for his arrest after the whole thing went down. So it was like he was wanted for that period, I guess. And then I don't know if whenever I'm, I'm just assuming paperwork was supposed to be switched over or, or what and whatnot. But there was not there wasn't anything in the system saying that Lester Eubanks was to be arrested. So he literally could have been pulled over at any time. And, and you know, for no a routine idea. stop, they could have ran his name and they wouldn't have known to, to take him in. Who did he pay off? <laughs> or fuck. So or when fuck he, or what? So when he left, they tracked him. Uh, you know, they, they they do some tracking. And they say that uh, he had a, a a cousin up in um he had a cousin up in Michigan. Uh, he went. He stayed with the cousin for a while. He wasn't doing so well out there. They put him on a, a bus out to California, and um again on America's Most Wanted because he'd been missing for so long. On America's Most Wanted in the '90s, they put up something saying that they were looking for him and he was still wanted. And so then they got a flood of calls and somebody that actually used to somebody called in saying that they used to run with Lester and um, they knew the people they used to run with and they blew up his spot. And so they went, the cops went looking for him and basically they reached another dead end. So this same cop that years later is looking up this information. uh, He notes that he went and interviewed Lester's father and Lester's father uh, say, you know, you can interview me, but, and this is like years before this show. So this wasn't even for this show. It was just him doing the interview for trying to find Lester still while looking for Lester uh, and talking to the father, the father said, I'll talk to you about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. I just want to talk to you about my son. And so they went, they talked to him and um, he said something about, oh yeah, I didn't even say this, but after Lester escaped and he went up to um, Michigan, they were basically saying that uh, he was making money. He got a, a um, a license at like a, a, a sporting goods store, like, you know, the, the when you get the Fisher license or the hunter's license, he got one of those. Um, he'd been making money, uh, building houses and painting houses. And uh, that was how he made ends meet before he went out to LA and lived that chapter. But uh, years later, they're talking to the father and the father saying, um, you know, he doesn't know where his son is. And, um, you know, he basically made it seem like he he's still on his side because the investigators say that his the family is basically hiding him. Lester showed up at funerals and things like that. They haven't been able to catch him, but he's been moving around undetected uh, and still is. Mm-hmm. So when they were talking to the father, they couldn't. Um, the father wasn't giving them any information. But this detective said he talked to another detective who said that they were out there previously and that the father got a phone call um, and said that was my son out in Alabama who's building houses. And so this detective, uh, he went and did some research and the number that that father talked to that person from, that son, was from a man that was working at a rehab center down in Alabama who I think he was supposed to be uh, helping uh, rehabilitating youth. So apparently, allegedly, Lester could have been um, working at this rehabilitation center because by the time that they got down there, he'd been gone. He'd been gone for like a month. He made a clean break. So they... They haven't been able to catch Lester Eubanks to this day. He has acquaintances all over. You, uh, Ohio, Michigan, they tracked him through Florida, California, Washington, Texas. And the U.S. Marshals, this is not an advertisement. Thing. The U.S. Marshals, they're providing a $25,000 reward. Well, it was initially $25,000, but um, it's since been doubled to $50,000 for any information leading up to the arrest of Lester Eubanks. So... If Last you wonder, ain't nobody told on them yet. 
That's all the money they throwing at this shit. And it's been fifty thousand niggas. Like you want, you talking about the head of somebody that's been on the run for hundred and fifty years. Like you don't have to come with something better than that. And the nigga is seventy five years old. Like right. I, and I got to be mean to an old motherfucker to get to you know snatch him up and lock his arms up and shit. You gonna have to come up off of more than fifty thousand dollars. I'm sorry for me to oh, for God. me to fuck an old nigga up like that. Seventy five for me to fuck up a seventy five year old man. You got to come with at least seventy five thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? It needs to make sense. This is a crazy case. It came across my desk for several thousand reasons. Like I, I've been watching. I was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and then it was just like. Cause I watched like three or four shows after this too. Cause I was trying to pick something, right? Like I, I wanted to have options. I wanted to make sure I did a little research. And this is the one that I settled on just because it was too many things that were like crazy to me. Like this whole, um, him escaping him having been out on bond initially in the first place. Like there was just like him even becoming eligible for this program while he was on death row. Like I just couldn't math this properly. And the fact that he's still out to this day was so like that made this like, damn, I thought I was going to get through this episode and y'all was going to say y'all caught this motherfucker. But y'all telling me like, like, like right now, like he's like, like he might have COVID before he gets locked back up. Like, this is crazy to me. Um, And, you know, the young lady's family, one of her uh, sisters was actually on the episode uh, that they were talking about. Like it was one of uh, Mary, uh, Mary Ellen's younger sisters. So it was odd to me that, you know, Mary Ellen's family still has to deal with this unrest for yeah, all these wild. years. Even though obviously him being in jail is is what they would prefer. But someone that's been on the run for this many years, they're losing sleep every day. Every you no, know, that's not day. a life that it's not like he chilling. Like you gotta be looking over your shoulder. You know, like he ain't resting <laughs> by any means. That's a terrible existence on top of him already having to carry the reality of his actions, which is playing constantly in his head, you know, on top of being on the run like this. You know, that man is just wrecked. If you had a if you if someone in your family, you heard that they did something heinous and like another family, because I'm just really trying to wonder, like, like they said that he'd been to funerals. And he'd been escaped and they've been harboring him and helping him and hiding him. And I'm just like wondering, like, if one of my family members called me and was no, like, hell no, I don't like, care who you are. I'm just wondering how that phone call even went or how how it even goes down like that, because I can't even imagine somebody being like, all right, well, that's like the uh, undoing. Oh, <laughs> I ain't even I ain't even going to front. I ain't even going to sit on this show in front. It depend on what they did. Uh- you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like it depend on what they did, you know. Yeah, what I mean? but if I'm it's a murder, yeah, I was gonna say if they did this, it it depend on the circumstances. Hell, <laughs> sometimes you know you Justin gotta. Said we click gotta clack. hear both sides. Sometimes you gotta click clack. So we gotta see, you know. It, it, it just I need to find out the details <laughs> first. That's if it, all if it was this, it's a hell to the no. It's a hell to the motherfucker. I might leave no. my basement door open. You know what I'm saying, but. <laughs> For, some, for this motherfucker, <laughs> hell no. Right. You know what I'm saying, but you know another little charge. I mean, I thought about that too with the undoing, like the fact that it's her husband, you know, her child's I father. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't okay, watched any so of it yet? No, and I'm going to. Oh, so then we will wait for you to binge mm-hmm. it. Luckily, it's a quick Thank binge. No, fuck that. I thought, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Thank you. A Dustin, Next the week, undoing. We can see what you think. 
you are going to love the black woman. The Nicole lawyer. Kidman is in there, right? Yes. Yep. She's yes. The lead. And Hugh Jackman, right? But but I gave out some support. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah. Not Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not Wolverine. I, mm. But All yes, right. this was very much reminiscent to me, like that theme of in the undoing of like, you know, what do you do? Because uh, this character, this narcissistic individual, you know, like he had so much freedom while doing so many things. You know what I'm saying? Like after taking away people's uh, decisions, you know what I'm saying? Before even Mary Ellen, you know, the assault he committed to those previous offenders. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like this is so odd to me. And it just, it, it was the one that rubbed me the wrong the most. Like the other things I was watching, like um, the other episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, like I told you, there was like an alien episode. Like those were just eerie and fucked up to me. But this one was just like, it really angered me. So I, I think, think the that's alien why I chose this one. one was the one that I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. You know I love alien shit, but it was like boring. I don't know. With the beam holding them down. Yeah, like and- I was like, I can't. It just felt so cheesy alien. I don't <laughs> like know. Your squishy eyeball <laughs> asshole. The alien one it was. Especially for it to be unsolved mysteries, the one the way that they put that one together was very like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it I don't just know. felt weird. The what I did like was, um, and I think it was the first. Well, it had to be the first season. That's the only season I watched with the family where the dad just wrecked shop in the whole house. Like he killed everybody. His wife, his like four kids. And then I forgot what bullshit excuse he made and just disappeared. Like, shit like that always blows my mind. Like, how do you kill your whole family? That's a different level of snapped. Yeah, that shit. Oof. But, um, again, I just want to wrap this up because I don't want to continue to talk about this man. But, again, Lester Eubanks, 75 years old. If you have any information, go to unsolved.com. Or you could just watch the episode on Netflix. Again, this was season two, episode three of Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, I spoiled most of it, but there are definitely some things that I left out. So you'll have some things to watch. Uh, and that's season two, episode three, because some of those connections that were made were odd, to say the least. <laughs> so if you've seen it, you know, leave some comments and let us know what you thought. And if you haven't seen it, go watch. <laughs> and that's it for the hot button this week. And um, if you it, and and you know what I think would be good, too. I think our listeners should revisit our first episode of Crime Zone with the Natalia Grace. Yes, baby. Natalia Grace ass. I really, I have to say, I think that that is hands down my favorite episode of the Friend Zone. That nothing, shit was nothing so beats that. Fun, like <laughs> y'all's reaction. We've had, good, we've had some good episodes, but I will admit that was one for the damn. <laughs> like books, I real. don't think yeah. I've ever laughed so hard. I'm still mad today. <laughs> Like, and y'all like still all be sending that. us updates on where she where she is and what family mm-hmm. she lives with now. It's just such she a she about ready for retirement now, ain't she? <laughs> ain't she approaching the age? We don't her know big age. Her big yeah, age. Her we'll big never age. know. We will never know. Her age probably reset every few months. Like you just <laughs> if you have not listened go. to that, listen. Listen to me. Listen. You need that listen. in your life. You will laugh hysterically. I did. We do that this year. Was that this year? I can't. I don't even know. Uh, no, what time I think is. that was last year. Really, Natalia? Yeah, because we did that in 
Oh, damn. Hold on. I'm going to look right now. Right? I'm like, was that this year? Maybe it was last year because this year was a weird year for us. But I think maybe it was last year now that you say that. Because we, yes, you know why? Because we were at Engine Room when we recorded that. Oh, for real? Shout out to that. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's funny as hell. You heard what they said. So you, heard, you heard what you, you said. Love true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check that out if you haven't, because it is a riot. Thank you, Asante, for the hot button. The fact that there are comments Just recently is five, like five months on here. Sorry. I'm telling you, people still hit us up about that episode. Like, that shit was legendary. That's top, <laughs> top for me. As far as our comedy, that's like the number one for me. Obviously, we have episodes yeah. we've done that were like deep <laughs> and very necessary for us and our community. Those are always going to be the number one. But as far as comedic episodes, number one. That was funny. The episode where we talked about, um, and we're not even going to go off on a tangent on this, right? <laughs> that's but next the week. Where next we week we'll about review the, our work, our wonderful exactly. work. Exactly. <laughs> mm. The racist lady getting body slammed at Popeye's. Oh, my God. And we just talk about that. Now, that shit, that was funny. <laughs> that was a good time. Y'all know it was. <laughs> nah, we done had some good times, but that was a good time right there. Because, baby, every piece of chicken she ordered, <laughs> they broke on her body. <laughs> right Period. Now. <laughs> oh god we are so silly bro. Bro, bro disney plus and hulu are better together in the disney bundle with new movies and series on disney plus experience the full taylor swift the eras tour taylor's version with new main show performances and acoustic collection on hulu follow the fantastical evolution of bella baxter played by emma stone in the award-winning film poor things all of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Now let's bring in those wind chimes. So first of all, the fireplace hack. So damn cute. Y'all ran their numbers up, baby. Let me tell you. So, so cute. Y'all been tweeting us pictures of your fireplace today. Oh, my God. A, a girl tweeted me, Te Amo, Te Amo Tai. That's her uh, Twitter handle. She sent me okay. a video with her boyfriend, and they had the lights dim. They had the fireplace, the hack, the fireplace hack crackling on the TV. Uh-huh. Well, how did they have the time to take a picture? Because I know what the fuck I would have been doing. <laughs> Wait, but listen, it gets sexier. They had dinner that they had cooked, and it was like set up like a restaurant. They had the light, the the candles, the votives, all on the table. It was jazz music playing. Okay, flowers. Mm. You- <laughs> I wish you could see them. <laughs> it was mm. just so romantic. Jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> You are so. Dusty. I love <laughs> jazz. Oh my god, cook me dinner too, for me. Me too, but not when I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> no, cook dinner for you, me. You want to hear the percussion know, and all that? I'm so. <laughs> I don't want to hear no Kenny G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to f. What I want to hear Kenny G for? You know what I'm saying? No, it's so good. <laughs> and 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 then her boyfriend to make matters better. He was the one that was filming, and so when he panned to the crackling fireplace, and then he panned to her. Oh my god! And he was to like the crackling <laughs> fireplace. 
I thought you said when he panted to the crack of I was about to be like, what? <laughs> That's why I assume what crack would he what crack was he pointing the camera at? Stop it. He panned to the crack. I was the like, crack on the table. Excuse me. No, he panned to her um sitting drinking wine at the table in front of her meal and he was like, mm, she looks so fine. It's something like that. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. I loved it. Y'all are so mushy. Y'all are my tribe. So that was sweet. I was loving. Y'all cuddled up with your pets, with your men, with your girlfriends, with your partners, with your kids. Uh, someone showed me that they had actually used that video last Christmas while they were decorating their tree and their house, you know, with... um adornments and stuff and they had that playing in the background so it seems like some of y'all been up on it but i'm so glad of the people that got put on last week because it really is a vibe like it's it's you know for those of us who are not blessed <laughs> to have a fireplace yet it's nice to just kind of have that um so the cool thing is a lot of you started sending me so many other cool things along the lines of that, which was so nice. You guys putting me on to things. And a lot of people emailed me mentioning, have y'all seen this? It's this thing called Moving Art on Netflix. Mm. No. So freaking cool. That's why I love our listeners. They just Tell be up on it. cool shit. So. It says, experience nature's art as filmmaker Louis Schwartzberg highlights the beauty that lurks in oceans, forests, deserts, and flowers. And then they have um, they have visuals from New Zealand, Tahiti, Machu Picchu, Hokkaido in Japan, um, just different patterns in nature. And when you click it, it's literally just... What we were saying about the nature sounds is just the visuals attached to it. So you can literally go on Netflix, let it play, and it is such a vibe, especially if you're at home just chilling. Maybe even same thing, you know, a romantic dinner that y'all made at home and have that playing in the background. I was like, where have I been? I never heard of it. It's stunning. Do you guys see these images? Look how cute. They need so to. dope. These right? need to be longer. I'm upset. <laughs> I mean, some minutes. of them, this one's 53 minutes, the New Zealand one. I would never even know these existed. That's like, what I all. said. It kind of looks like, you know, when you get your MacBook and you have yeah. to choose the yeah. screen. <laughs> and you choose the screen. What is it? The screen. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the wallpaper. The screen saver, the wallpaper. There we go. Wallpaper. And you choose the wallpaper and they have all those beautiful nature settings. It's literally the Netflix version of that for your TV. Or like some of them slot machine backgrounds in Vegas, like the ones that announce the, the name of the game that you're playing. <laughs> it looks like the backgrounds on those as well. <laughs> Only you does. Does it have that's sound calming. on it? <laughs> Does it have what? Does it have sound or is it just the visuals? Like yeah, is it the nature it's the sounds sound. with it? Yep. If it's birds, yeah. you hear the birds. If it's waterfalls, you hear the water hitting. If it's waves crashing, like it is stunning. I was like, where have I been? How have I never seen this? So thank you to all the people who emailed me, which was so dope that all of y'all were like, yo, you would love this. It's very you. So right. that's just something else. It's called Moving Art. On Netflix. You, now, friend, if you want to take it a step further since you're on Netflix, because mm -hmm. when I was younger, I used to love watching all like the PBS nature bullshit. Oh, me too. You, you know, know, Netflix has like all the Our Planet and all that type of stuff. Like that, if you oh, watch that on yeah, mute. Of course. So just put that up on your TV on mute and play the music. 
It's a vibe too. And people <laughs> were telling me that Netflix even has fireplaces that you can. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Damn. So apparently that's like really a thing. We just found, you know, the bootleg one that someone uploaded on YouTube. But I was like, this is so dope because, you know, we have oh to find. Oh my God, they do. You, you see it? 64% cool? match. <laughs> that is so funny. Little did you so, know. So yeah, if you want to pull up the fireplace on Netflix, I'm sure it's a higher quality it's probably more HD. yes fireplace 4k that is so oh so then that's probably exactly where they swiped it from curated mm. by george ford presented Swiper, 4K yes, ultra <laughs> that's so that cute huh Ooh, the crackling and then people were like fran why don't you get the uh the candles y'all know the candles that have the crackling wick sounds the oh. wood wick yeah yeah mm, those are cool but sometimes that crackle is a little different. <laughs> that it be sounded, alarming me. It be a little violent. I'll be like, oh, oh no, the the fire crackling, the one that we are watching on YouTube so it feels a little more realistic. And I also the like the visual too. Like that's part of what makes it cool is staring at it too. And you know what I forgot to add? Studies show they did a study group actually playing a fire a virtual fire like that and their blood pressure went down the study group that they had sitting in front of it their blood pressure actually went down because they were so focused on this fire crackling you know that it actually released the hormones that would relax them so i thought that that was such great information because at a time like this we need all the assistance that we can get to release the hormones out you know serotonin we need everything we need calming we need happy so i was happy to know that something as simple as watching a youtube video could provide that type of relief for us stressful right. as this week has yes. been right so thank you for the moving art i think that's so cool and the fire i'm glad that you guys were excited about that too so that's it for this week it's more of a community wellness segment this week since y'all were the ones mm -hmm. that put me on and I'll definitely let you guys know all the other wonderful things that y'all sent my way. So thank you for that. And yeah, if you have wellness segments that you want to contribute, I'm always more than happy to share those. So Asante, back to you, Mr. Music Man. I know you're used to dinner and a movie. Wanna be my dinner while making a movie. Anyway, <laughs> Music Man segment. I, I... No, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm messed up right now. <laughs> I was about to do that. I couldn't help it. Uh, another week in music. Uh, a lot of things have come out, but there are a lot of things that I have missed over. So I wanted to take a moment, just talk about a couple of people really, really quickly. I want to talk about some new things. Then I'm going to get to y'all's listens lately. Then I'll get to my listens lately. Okay. Firstly, I want to give a special shout out to Danny Lay. She dropped a project called Movie, and I just did not shout it out. And it's so good. It's been so good. It's, yes, it is. She dropped a full movie with it. Like on it's on title, it's on YouTube, it's out, so you have to go see it. But it's Danny Lay, it's movie. Um, it's 16 tracks. The the visual itself, it's 29 minutes long, uh, 29 minutes and some seconds. But Danny Lay has always been a beautiful girl, you know what I'm saying? But she's always been a, a girl that, you know, she can leave you with a jam and a look. So, you know, she came on the scene with my little baby, you know, and then she let you, you know, take it easy. And then, you know, she came back. She's been out here with the baby. But this is her baby, her real baby. The project is called Movie. 
So go listen to it. There's visuals on top of visuals because, you know, we're in quarantine. So if you're looking for things to watch, there's 29 minutes of savory goodness because like i said she's a beautiful girl and there's really good music there too she's really so, good music she's someone I that love it. yes she's someone that definitely has taste when it comes to her production and i appreciate that so i had to make sure i shouted her out because it's been weeks and i kept meaning to shout it out but then it gets lost in the sauce of all the other things that i have to make sure that i talk about um another throwback that i want to make sure i talk about uh we've talked about on this show before and dustin you can help me because you remember and Fran, you might remember too. Johnny Blaze is an artist mm-hmm. I've discussed on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, you listeners out there know who she is. A From great talent. To reality TV. Yeah. Yes. I remember. Oh, I remember when y'all told me she made music. Yes. So uh, I talked about her before, like earlier this year, because she had a song called uh, "Favorite" or "My Little Favorite," and it actually was like it, it ride. So Johnny Blaze is back again, and this is also a little dated. I wanted to make sure I like ran back and, and told y'all about some things I've been forgetting to tell y'all about. But uh, Johnny Blaze, she put out a song with my girl, Light Skin Keisha, and it's called Carlton. And, you know, I meant to talk about this back when we were talking about, you know, the Will Smith, the reunion and all that. Just forgot. Got lost in the sauce of the music. But Carlton, it's literally about what you think it's about. But there's a video to go with it, too. So... Go listen to Johnny Blaze. the dance in the video? <laughs> Something like it. Something adjacent to it. But definitely the spirit of the dance lives in the video, but not the actual dance. Um, very goofy, very funny, but uh, very catchy. So shout out to Johnny Blaze. And again, my girl, Lyskin Keisha. AKA Gladys Knight. <laughs> I see it too. <laughs> you know what? I'm so upset. Don't she live in Atlanta? So, and you know Don't what? Don't she live in Atlanta? You know what? The midnight you know train what? went to Georgia. You know what? It? And you remember Star? Yes. <laughs> you remember that girl kept telling him that Gladys Knight was her cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There she go, right there. <sighs> anyway, I wanted to quickly catch you up on just a couple of things. Um, now that I've done that, I want to just do the list because Dusty took me out. So I want to talk to you all about what you've been listening to. Fran, you know, I always want to know what you've been pressing play on. I always want to know if you've been over there, you know, just acting a fool. If you're over there just, you know, feeling like you're running the trap. What are you over there feeling like you're doing? What you're vibing to and who you vibing to with? Right. What's the mood of the week? So okay. um, Salt, S-A-U-L-T has um they've put out a couple of projects they're incredible and they have a song called masterpiece that i have had on repeat okay. and their lead singer it's a bit of a secret but it's someone that we know and i wonder if you guys can figure it out <laughs> someone that we know and love don't so play salt. with me friend <laughs> S-A- no it's not me it's not me no <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't even put that out there like that. No, I, I didn't was think gonna that, say but... that would have been awesome, no. right? If it was secretly me. No, um, <laughs> someone that we know and love and is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and this is how it goes.
been yes, without Lord. you. She yes. said, God made a masterpiece and it's hard to cope living without you. My I ain't no India Sean. Nope. I ain't know Jade could sound like that. You said Jade? No, I'm just playing. Could you imagine? <laughs> Yo. So lit. <laughs> ah, I wonder who it, I want to know who it is now. Okay. Mm, you'll text me. I'll text you. But if you really Thank listen, you. you'll pick up on it. It's just someone that really? we hella love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just have to listen to the whole project. You'll be like, I know exactly who this is. But they keep it a okay. secret that she's the lead, so I'm not trying to blow up the spot. Um and wow. then and then I found a song. Oh, you first of all, the Spotify wrapped. Did y'all do yours? Oh wait, y'all don't use Spotify. Y'all use I Apple. do use Spotify. I use both. I use everything. Yep. I use I use both as well. Um, okay. But I did not do my rap though. I did no. Not. Yeah, I'm I still live. <laughs> I live for it. So it said that my top song, well, my top artist of 2020. Who y'all think was Alex my top? Isley. You already know. <laughs> Alex Isley. I already know. Alex Isley, Cleo Soul. Um, yes. Who else was up there? Victoria Monet. I'm like, are we really surprised? Kate Trinata, of course, because I was blasting him so much. Um, and then, of course, the new Xavier Omar project and his song with Mariba. That's the one that was top for me, which is kind of funny because he literally just dropped that shit like a month ago. So the fact that it took over my whole Spotify for the year says a lot of how much I play Xavier Omar in my house. Um, what else did it, it also said that I listened to like 1200 something artists this year. I was like, God damn. Crystal was like, bitch, you listen to everything on Spotify. It sounds, <laughs> she was like, how the hell is that possible? But I really love y'all know I love music and I find so much pleasure in just finding new artists or new to us, obviously. And, and amplifying them online and on the show so that kind of made my day to see that that's how many i had found but yeah the second song i wanted to shout out was a song that i recently found on spotify it's a young person called emmanuel and the song okay. is called need you I feel I just fell in love with you like a song on the radio Ooh, baby, I, I don't, I don't want that same cold loving that I had before Are you different? You taste different, you feel different it seems different I think I'm in love I feel I need you to breathe I feel I need you to breathe I feel I need you to Beautiful. 
feels yes, different. I Emmanuel, E M A N U E L. The song is called Need You. And the last song I played was Salt, S A U L T. And the song was called Masterpiece. And those are my two for today. All right, Dustin Ross, what you got? All right, let's go on and do the damn thing. This song is by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's called December 1963. Oh, what a night. Sometimes, you know, you got to take it back to where it all started. Exactly. (laughs) First of all, that's an incredible song. I don't know why nobody has sampled it. And also, I would take the original version and now this is a this is a stretch. But follow me. okay? Mm -hmm. tell me the city girls. Tell me. Tell me the city girls couldn't have a verse on that. Now you lost. Oh, they should. The city girls. The city (laughs) girls would have went off on all the night, wouldn't they? If you sample Oh What a Night and it's a City Girl song and then you hear JT going, Oh What a Night, like you know, <laughs> oh, as a hood rap thing, you know, <laughs> spend this nigga's money like it's six, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm telling you. Know you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you I, see I, I, see it. It. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Y'all is okay. so funny. So that's my jam. Then this other song is actually oh, a new song. God. It's on the new Busta Rhymes album. Ooh, it's called yes. You Will Never Find Another Me. Let's check it out. And I want you to pay attention to that this whole vocal project, from none really. other. Then the iconic Mary J. Blige. Feels like it's had my name in pencil. Was I not good enough for the heat? You think I'm that easily replaceable? So that is um, Buster Rhymes and Mary J. Blige. You'll never yeah. find another me. It's on his new uh, album, Love It. 
Just wanted to share that with you all because Mary was in her bag on her bullshit in that studio that day because that's the soul singing, gut wrenching. There you go, friend. There you go, friend. <laughs> that's the one. Well, she said, it feels like you tatted my name in pencil. Was mm. I not worth the ink? Woo! So, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those, baby. So that's it. Just a little a classic and something new for y'all. Yeah, also, check it. out Cash Dial um, and T Grizzly. They got a new song called <laughs> Bossa Nova where they just freestyling, going back and forth, talking shit. I love and that. Jam, and I might as well play it now because ain't yeah. no way in hell I'm not going to play no Cash Dial song. So hold on. Here you go. Bossa Nova, <laughs> Cash Dial, and T Grizzly. Let me call some bitches that for sure go. Pull up on us 3 a.m. like Boston Nova, bro. They coming. Hey, go and get a bottle from the corner store. If I was you, I wouldn't fuck without no Trojan on. I just spit the nigga crib in the Louis store. She talking about what she gonna do, is she gonna do it, though. All the room sold out. Pull up to the yo. You ain't gotta drive. I'm about to send this Uber, ho. The car outside, ho. Fuck, I look like hopping out of Uber, nigga. Better send a chauffeur with some fur and some jury. Only God could judge me. Fuck a 12 in the jury. Nigga, get from Rome if you ain't hung like a jury. Why you worry about a condom, nigga? Where your account? Where your account? I'ma need a check for I come in like a boss. Oh, Chanel oh, bag, bitch, you got a list, you can't pronounce it. <laughs> Balenciaga habits, damn, I need to see a counselor. Oh, oh, oh. But guess in my bracelet will give a bitch a facelift. Bitch. Never trust a nigga that don't look right oh, in gray sweats. Like, why you pull it out if you ain't gonna spin it, though? It nigga for. said he put it in, but I ain't Let me call though. some niggas that for sure hey, go. Pull up on us 3 a.m. like Boston Nova, huh? Hey, fuck a bottle, nigga, bring the Yeah. <laughs> Bossa Nova, Cash Doll featuring T Grizzly, baby. Oh. And that's it for me this week. Bitch, say you better send a limo with some jury in it. Um, <laughs> I would like to take this time to shout out one of my newest obsessions. Um, she's out of Houston. Her name is OMB Bloodbath. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this name. Might be gang shit. I don't know. Okay. I just am a fan of the music. And I heard this song. It doesn't resonate with me like it used to, but it's still the shit. So, actually, I don't know. I'm just going to play it. The song is called My Dad's Fault. Wow. Conversation picking your mind. You probably got no side. But you make better on mine. I love them bad. But it never lasts long. You say you got my... It's probably my dad's fault. Can I get a little of your time? Conversation picking your mind. You probably got no side. But you make better on mine. I love them bad. so i don't need to explain why that's why she's my newest it's obsession but friend, what I will also say to you is the next song that I'm going to play is also by OMB Bloodbath featuring <laughs> Ken the Man. Hey! And there is a video and they're they're rapping back and forth, you know, and it's the shit. Like yeah, very much Ken. like. Yeah, I know Ken is is my fave out here. Well, well, Ken has teamed up with my fave. OK, <laughs> and, and they're and they're giving you very much Maxo Cream and Cast off with the back and forth. We talking shit. But they both talking their shit on this. And it's, friend, you might download this one. It's, on, it's called For Me. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. I've been watching the video and I love the song. For Me.
It ain't for everybody. I promise. Cactus. Yo, Chase B. for me. She a little cuter than me. She might not do it for you, little nigga, but she finna do it for me. It be the tricks for me. It be the lick for me. Why y'all be falling in love with the hoe? It be the gifts for me. It be the battle for me. She a little hatter than me. She might not let one of you nigga fuck, but she a little thatter for me. It be the blues for me. Purses and shoes for me. It ain't no, I'm just trying to get to know you. What you gonna do for me? I'm just really feeling, uh, I've always had a little love for Houston. I don't know what it is, but it's something about OMB that I'm fucking with. You know what I'm saying? And Ken the Man, that was just, I just like them together. So I'm watching both so hard. I, I just can't help it. But OMB is my, my shit right now. Um, so yeah, I want to share that. That does it for the Music Man segment. And now I want to hand it on over to you, Dustin Ross. Please, Thank tell you. us. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Let's go straight to bravo. <laughs> Come on, Denise TV. Richards. <laughs> bravo, um, bravo, bravo. I mean, really. First of all, oh, one thing before I start. Power Ghost came back. I don't know oh, if you watched, friend. I remember I, to I watch. told y'all I finally yeah. caught up. You caught all the way up, friend? I'm caught up with that, but I, I will admit yeah. I never finished Power. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> even know what happened, but I figured I didn't yeah. need to. <laughs> well, the, you watched episode 106 then, the new one that came out this weekend, correct? No, 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 no. I haven't okay. caught up since so they're back the from the until, hiatus. Yeah, up yeah. until that. So, well, that's Ooh, fine because you're right good? on time. This is, is the first good? one back. Yes, it's getting some things established and cleared up. Um, but I just want to say that Kane, he got it coming. Uh-oh. And he got a little bit of it on this episode. Now, you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I will say this, that culturally, you know, in black families, there's certain boundaries and lines that you don't cross. And he crossed one of those boundaries in this episode. Um, and he got, he, you know, he manifested a, a, a consequence for it. Oh, but boy. We know you, what that So means. you'll see. <laughs> um, and another thing is. Never mind. I'll just wait until you watch it and we'll get back to that. So okay. just everybody who watched it, I have comments about Monet's children. Uh-oh. We'll share those once you all get caught up and then we'll revisit oh, this. So let's put a pin, actually three pins, one for Diana, one for Kane, and you know who the other one is for. So we'll just leave the three pins in there. Now, <laughs> bravo. Real Housewives of Potomac season finale that everybody's been waiting on leading Ooh. into the reunion that everybody's been waiting on. We now know for sure that Monique Samuels, my personal MVP of the season, brought a binder, a color-coded binder with colored tabs separating each housewife section in the binder to the reunion full of receipts. And she referred to that when she had to find a receipt. So she had physical evidence in a binder form at this reunion, we're in for a treat, okay? Now, back to the season finale episode that aired. I didn't like the way that Candace was talking to Karen. I don't care what nobody says. It was unnecessary, and Karen diffusing it and de-escalating it by not engaging with her in that same manner and at that same heightened pace and, and volume, it made Candace, it, it, it looked like Candace was putting on a show, and it just brought that to the forefront. Candace makes me sick. She's an actress and a bad one at that. And I'm <laughs> sick of her singing that go-go song. I don't want to hear it. I don't now, want to hear it. <laughs> now, Wendy of Wendy's, first of her name, she um, was once again 
oversaturating the scenes by inserting herself in shit that has nothing to do with her case in point. Now, we all know that Juan Dixon proposed to Robin, who he lives with and acts as it, it exists with as if they're in a marriage, but for some reason they thought everybody was going to be so excited and moved with love and passion that he had decided to make this gesture of a marriage proposal to somebody he was already married to. And so, of course, you know, people are mushy. They, you know, they get into that, whatever. So, of course, when he gets down on one knee at the, this event, when he takes the microphone from Robin, who had been addressing the crowd, um, and introducing uh, uh, Candace, with, who has an I in the middle of her name, that there's literally no reason for it to be there. Her name is Candace, and it's spelled C-A-N-D-I-A-C-E. Candy is. You know, I kept I seeing know. y'all tweet, and I was like, how does everyone have the same typo? Right. Okay. Back when I thought Dwayne was spelled wrong, I was like, why is everyone doing this? Yeah, because like, why is everyone writing mama, it like this? Didn't proofread, but moving forward. Um, so she sang whatever. So Juan takes the mic and he gets it on one knee. It's obvious he's gonna obvious that he's gonna propose to Robin. Wendy of Wendy's, first of her name, begins <laughs> to jump up and down and scream and holler. And I mean, it was so bad you would have thought someone was dying to the point where Giselle in ill-fitting uh, silver sequin pants, a white off-the-shoulders blouse, a headband from Claire's, and then she had a big clear, clear plastic like neck ring thing that went around her neck. It looked like a big ass shower ring. You know them shower curtain rings, the clear plastic ones. It looked like a life-size one around her neck. No. But anyway, so then she begins to scoot, scoot that ass out the way. Tell Wendy, move, move. Because she was all in the pictures that Robin and Juan's family were trying to take of this moment because she was thirsty for camera time for the show. Mm. Wendy really, after after completing a season, I think it's fair enough for me to say Wendy got on my nerves all season because mm. she wedged herself incessantly That's into fair. situations that had nothing to do with she her. She did. Absolutely nothing to do with her. But Wendy of Wendy's was just making it a big deal. All she cared about, she thought she was looking so good that night. Baby, you couldn't tell her nothing. She dancing with Giselle and schmoozing and doing all the things that she thought meant that, you know, that made her feel like she had arrived in the scene. And you know it because of the things that come out of her own mouth. Wendy of Wendy's, first of her name. When the drama went down at the season finale party when um, Candace's husband, Chris Bissett, and Ashley Darby's husband, Michael Darby, were about to um, not really fight. They just had a really heated argument where it didn't really get physical. A hand was placed on the shoulder, and then um, Chris Bissett backed Michael Darby out of his out of his way and kind of walked into him with his fist and continued to walk backwards. So that was the extent of the physical stuff. But it was a heightened moment. Everybody was drunk, so it got really loud and it was a noticeable conflict. Wendy jumps up, to, and her husband was near uh-uh, the get conflict. Eddie out of the, the middle of that. Her husband was near the conflict, and so she was. She, I don't know. Again, I personally, I feel like she saw that as an opportunity to involve herself in something else that she knew the focus was going to be on in the room um, and swallow up some of the camera time. But um, but some people may say she really, you know, felt with the things that she was saying. Bottom line, the, the scuttlebutt happens, and scuttlebutt. she says, uh, "Oh, babe, uh-uh, you got white on, babe. Uh-uh, you can't be playing with them boys, baby. You got white on, uh-uh." 
No one's thinking about what you have on, Wendy, and no one's definitely thinking about what your husband has on. We don't care that he's wearing white. And to be honest with you, it looked like a table linen and not a regular table linen, the cheap one that you use for big events like graduation open no. houses and family reunions. He with is the so little nice. plastic underside for water. Be that as he may, he's Wendy's husband, so he's in the line of That's fire. That's literally too. why he gets it. And here. I really, she just, and then when she was, when they were talking, when they had a group discussion about, Monique, who wasn't even there, but they were discussing whether or not she was remorseful and what she's been doing to quote unquote work on herself. Ashley or Ashley's chiming in, Giselle's chiming in, Robin even is having something to say, believe it or not. Candace, of course, is having something to say. And then here come Wendy. But she didn't apologize to us. She said it really loud and animated, and it was so offensive because you're not a part of us you the just apology got that was all it has nothing to do with you you're being too loud now just like you were too loud at the scene of the fight when you were screaming and hollering like a banshee i you, can't believe it you know There's, what it this, gives this me this makes no sense can i just say personally and maybe because i've been rewatching all the old uh season of the bad girls club it gives me that pick a side mentality like she's not coming in trying to be neutral and cool with everybody she's coming in pretending that she's being cool with everybody but she's already like chosen her side so it's kind of annoying to watch her be so convicted in the side she's chosen making it seem like she's been there for the mess it's like girl no you haven't it's cool that you chose your side but choose your side and sit back don't choose your side and get all because up in the middle now of the mess. we finna get on your ass since you want to pick sides and since you want to have so much to say now motherfucker we watching you wendy of wendy's and i guarantee you if I, I, it just would be a different ball game so that's that um i'm definitely looking for there's more i could say but i don't even feel like devoting the time to it say. and sharice need to go on somewhere because sharice has been doing nothing but attaching just herself dragging to different scenes where she knew it would be group filming events and showing up you're not a friend of this cast you're not even a guest cast member like Monique or hazel from atlanta you're none of Shania, that none you're not even it. a yovana you're none you're of not that. even a yovana you have nothing to do with this and you've been in, involved yourself by keeping this rumor <laughs> gossipy uh information circulating regarding monique and an ex-friend of hers so she'll probably find her way back to the cast in an official capacity next year but we but don't want you dirty back. acts dirty deeds and dirty work and in the words of a person who has mastered well mastered parts of the the housewives experience nene leaks you can never win when you play dirty sharice mm. or mm. as alexander rogers calls her sharissi now, moving on to Real Housewives, because that's how she spells her name. Now, moving on to Real Housewives of Atlanta, the season 13 premiere came, and I'm not going to waste time doing a deep dive. We know these ladies very well, and the new ones who are a part of this season we have not been introduced to just yet. They weren't a part of the first episode, so safe to, suffice it to say, Portia Williams, Candy Burris-Tucker, Cynthia Bailey-Hill, okay, Uh-oh. and Kenya Moore-Daly, um, they gave and Marlo Hampton. They gave us what we needed, and this proves that Housewives is not always about being conflict centered or or driven by some sort of drama. This was merely a catch up, seeing what people have been doing during this pandemic, watching them have good, witty, jovial banter back and forth with each other. The ones that have known each other the longest, Candy, Cynthia, uh, Marlo, Kenya, they're all sitting around together, essentially not Kenya and Marlo just yet, but we do know that they rekindle their friendship and make amends on their very rocky past this season. But it just felt good to see them being funny, making each other laugh, having a little bit of gossip, um, watching their business ventures, catching up with the personal things that were going on in Candy's life. And also, 
watch Candy Burris's Speak On It video on her YouTube channel. She does these after each um, episode of the season, but this particular Speak On It episode that she did following the season 13 premiere, she really took a deep dive behind how the conversation regarding her ex-boyfriend, uh, who is Riley's father, Block, not pay paying child support, how he even began to um, be a part of this conversation because it wasn't by her choice. She actually did not want him to be on the show. She was not um, a part of the decision or the choice made to bring him into a scene. But once he came to a scene, she felt like she had to qualify it with the information. This was seasons ago. But it was just something that it was a nugget of information that really puts a lot of pieces together and links certain parts of this story together that we otherwise would not have known because it's information she's never shared on a reunion and never said on the show. But she said it in her speak on it, and she really gives a timeline of events that make all of this make sense. So, And if you've watched the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So... If you didn't watch her speak on it, just go to her YouTube channel, which is Candy Online, K-A-N-D-I Online, and watch her speak on it for Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 13, episode one. And it is a lot of information in there where she said she actually felt like she was oversharing when she was saying details of what was going on with um, the child support situation. Apparently, he's over $100,000 in arrears, and he's a millionaire. So it's like no reason that he didn't pay. But she she said the reason she was talking about it is because, A, it was really going on then. And then, B, she told the history of how he even became involved into her story, period, on the show. So just great information. But watching all this, watching them catch up, it reminds you why we love. We actually are entertained by these these people and we are endeared to their storylines. We've been following these people, these women for years. And so. It just was the personal experience that you very rarely get these days watching reality television because so much of it is conflict-centered. Um, but this episode was not. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved watching Portia shine, you know, um, on protesting and really putting it out there on the front lines, you know, in the name of what happened to Breonna Taylor. It was just a great fucking episode. There were funny moments. Um, it was just good. So I love the premiere. I'm looking forward to the introduction of Latoya Ali, Latoya Forever. Um, I'm Aww, looking forward Latoya. to her introduction and then there will also be an introduction of drew sedora who i don't know much about um i'm to be honest with you i'm getting like shamari devoe vibes all over again so i'm not really you know but you know nothing negative to say just not interested you know but nothing negative to say so but i am looking forward to latoya and there's a lot that's going to take place this season so that's it with the uh tv land segment um mm -hmm. That's that means, it, I guess. Yeah, that means that's it for the episode. Oh, and the new episode of Salt Lake came out, right? I'm going to catch up. <laughs> yeah, but we'll wait on that. We'll um, wait on that. Nothing, nothing. I just have words for Jen. Yeah, I have words for Jen, but mm. I'll wait for you guys to catch all the way up because Jen mm. got it coming from me. Okay, I, so I still love up. you, but you got it coming from uh -oh. me. Uh oh. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week. As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. <laughs> Bye. Ah, body, yaddy, 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 I'm not doing it again. Bye, y'all. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. 
Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.